Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app/breadbox. This time around on the smokes, Father Jamie Marshall. It is Holy Smokes Catholic Review, Father Scott, along with Father Marshall. Hello, Father Scott. Father Marshall, how are you, buddy? I'm great, and you? I'm good. I'm doing good, man. Me too. Um, so trying to uh, stay clear of the coronavirus because there's big spikes, you know. <laughs> That's right. We have to be careful. Wash your hands. Wear wear masks and stay as far apart from somebody as you can. I don't have any problem with that. Staying away from people. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. And I tell you, I you know, when it's cold, because it's been cold the past few days, we had a foot of snow. Uh, I tell you, when it's cold, I don't mind wearing masks outside when it's cold. No, actually, it comes in handy, right? Because when you breathe, you know, you get the hot air, but right? the, so it keeps your head warm. Right, but the problem is, is it fogs up your glasses. I know, but you got to tuck the thing under your glasses. I, See, I, but here's the, I, okay. I, 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 here's the thing. You tuck the thing under your glasses, and then when you take your mask off, you forget that they're tucked under your glasses, oh. so your glasses go flying. <laughs> if it isn't one thing, it's another. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, listen, we have not been on the air for a couple of weeks because of the spike in the pandemic. All right, so we're going to do this show, and then maybe, well, you know, next week, so close to Christmas that we won't have time to record. So we're going to probably do another show after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, okay? And then after that, then I guess we'll try to be back on track, I guess. (laughs) Well, whatever that means, right? Yeah, because we don't know if they're going to shut us down again or. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. I hope not. Nah. I, I don't think so. I, I don't think I don't, so. I got I this pandemic or this uh, vaccine coming out. Yeah. And I don't I'd think... be a vaccine, not a vaccine. Vaccines <laughs> coming out. <laughs> That's right. I don't think they have the stomach to do it again anyways. Hopefully. Yeah. There was two shutdowns. Right. 
And the second one, actually, you know, the first one, understandable, and you know, and just as we were starting to get back to uh, some kind of normalcy, you know, and normality, nor- normal kinds of worship and all that, they shut us down the second time. That and that one was really that one hurt, um, even though it was a lot shorter. But yeah. Yeah, I don't. I just don't understand. Now they're gonna and this, you know, they're still having the spikes, but then they're gonna allow like, uh, well, here, you know, uh, I don't understand. You know, they shut down the a restaurant, so you're still allowed to be open outside. But who's gonna sit outside when it's thirty below? Well, it's not thirty below. This isn't Wisconsin, but still, it's cold, right? So, um, and then, uh, but. Uh, the um rest or the uh, uh supermarket change you know where where they limited it to 75 people so there's all these people standing outside in the cold waiting to get in so i drove by i like albertsons or something and then i looked at the line i'm so i'm not going i'm not going to stand in that line yeah but she changed that today yeah she she uh said it's not right to make people stand out in a cold. Well, she uh, meaning thank our, you. our governor, <laughs> yes. the governor of New Mexico. <laughs> yes. The, the fair state of, of New Mexico. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the thing about New Mexico. You know that our state song is, Oh, Fair New Mexico? I did. I, I, I yeah. probably did, but I didn't remember. Oh, Fair New Mexico. Not Oh, Great New Mexico. Oh, Fair. <laughs> not Oh, Good New Mexico. It's Oh, Fair. I never it's thought of it fair. that way. <laughs> <laughs> <That's fit. laughs> are you okay no it might give me a heart do attack i have here. to do Sorry. i have to call uh you know ems or something <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh oh uh, we haven't even started to talk about the scriptures yet just talking about new mexico <laughs> i know Anyway, but uh, yeah, so we're just trying to weather like you are, you know, if you're listening to this, all 10 of you, uh, you know, uh, just weathering the storm here and, and getting through this. So the vaccine, um, where are you going to get the vaccine? What's your what? You know, here's me. One day I'm like, oh, I'm going to get the vaccine for sure. I'll be first in line. And then the next day I'm like, I'm not getting that thing. And then the next day I'm like, hey, I'll get the vaccine. And then the day after that, I'm like, I'm not getting that vaccine. Well, if this is this is my thinking. I I don't get vaccines anyways. I don't get the flu shot. I've never done any of that. I mean, I've I growing up I had it so much. I don't think, you know, I'm pretty much inoculated against it already. So well, that's why when you're like get sick, then you come over to the rectory and blow all your germs over my way. I'm not even I allowed to go in the rectory. What are you talking about? No, I'm talking about other years, you know, <laughs> just saying. Um yeah, so uh well, okay, so there's two vac there's three vaccines. Pfizer, I guess, and the bishops came out with their statement saying that they're okay. Uh, Pfizer's and then Moderna's is okay. Apparently, they don't use any baby parts. Right. Aborted the, the stem baby cells, parts. Aborted stem cells. But AstraZeneca is another story. And then there's going to be another one coming out from Johnson & Johnson, I guess. This is just what I'm hearing. So I don't know about that one. Well, at least the bishops are, are informing us on what you know what is which ones we shouldn't uh, shouldn't use, and we should take that seriously. You know that that um, it's un- not just unethical; it's immoral and evil to use the stem cells from aborted babies. Well, that's that's right. just wicked. Well, the ends do not justify the means, right? Correct. So that that applies. So 
Anyway, so, yeah, so um, I don't know. We'll see. I know that we're months away from guys like me getting vaccinated, you know, uh, because they're they're focusing now on health care workers and... and uh, nursing yeah. homes. Yeah, nursing homes, and that's good. That's good. Okay, so... Uh, so, you know, I got a few weeks, I guess, to think about it. But, um, yeah, so this little spike going on. That's kind of a big spike, though, you know? It is. It is. Yeah. I, I've heard a number of explanations uh, regarding it. It's still the, the death rate still hasn't changed. They talk about how many people die uh, from the COVID. But but if you look at the the percentages of people who are dying who as opposed to those who have it and that, and I'm not trying to um Downplay. You know, to minimize that but it's it's not it's not the death rate is not increasing so yeah that's that's what i heard so and plus they're coming up with you know uh different uh, you know like things that can actually help you know heal you like you know when you get the flu you take theraflu or whatever yeah they have therapeutics yeah they have therapeutics right so that's what i'm trying to say so they that that is working right you know but still you know one person dies that's one too many so right anyway so yeah just got to be careful and uh keep wearing those masks and keep distant and uh, yeah, and uh, what's the other thing? Oh, and I think this is the most important thing: wash your hands. Wash your hands. Basic, basic stuff, right? That wash your mom your taught you uh, when you were growing up. That's right. Every time I open a door, I wash my hands because I don't know who opened the door before me. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and, understand that. Yeah, so just wash your hands, and uh, hopefully, you'll be all right. So. Okay, so uh, let's see. What's else happening? Uh, Christmas coming up. Uh, we're allowed to have only because, well, the rule is 25% of the population or the you know uh, uh, capacity in your building. So that means for us about 125 people. So on any year, you know, we have Christmas Eve mass at 4 o'clock is our first mass. We get like six, seven hundred people. Right. So now we're going to be allowed 125. So how's that going to work? So I'm just going to once 125, I'm going to put the sign out that says we're full, and come back at the next mass. Right. We're going to do three masses on Christmas Eve and a couple of them on Christmas Day. Okay. So we're doing the same thing. Our capacity in Los Lunas is is probably about 220. Uh, if we're at 25 percent, and we can we can get. You know, because uh, family members are allowed to sit together. So they, so we have large families. They'll mm-hmm. take up a whole pew, and then other people will spread out. Everybody's pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, yeah, the same with you, too, right? I mean, uh, on Christmas Day, it's not unusual for San Clemente to have close to 1,000 people in there, which is way over capacity, but it's they're just standing everywhere. It's, it's, uh, it's one of those days that people want to come to Mass. And uh, But like you... We have to we have to just you know stop stop it at a certain point. Yeah, and uh, you know, and then the poor ushers got to put up with the people because people get angry, especially those people that never come to mass and then they expect a place when they get here. So you know, it's going to be sorry, you know. So we got to put the sign out that says full. So come back to the next mass. Right. Right. And it's the only thing you can do. Poor now, ushers get beat up on all the time. <laughs> they do, and I hide in my office. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I just pretend I don't see anything. 
<laughs> yeah, you're good at that. Hey, you're <laughs> you're good at that, Tony Soprano. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Sopranos, uh, Tony Soprano, I've been binge watching TV. So I watched. You know what I watched the other day that's so good is a Band of Brothers. I had never seen it. Well, that's a good. That is a good series. That's a great series. So uh, I watched that. So I've been been or I did binge watch it. So uh, I know that other people are binge watching things and but uh, this COVID thing, you know, I don't know about you, but like my brain isn't like firing on all cylinders, you know, like I'm celebrating mass and I'm like, uh, you know, uh, where am I? <laughs> what, what What's going on? Did I consecrate the chalice? I can't remember. <laughs> That's happened to me. <laughs> I figured if I'm at a certain point in the mass, then I've actually did the things that 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 I needed to do before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think we we can get so preoccupied, have so many things on our mind yeah. that we have to take care of that that it's hard to uh, yeah leave that in the sacristy and bring it to the altar. So mm-hmm. it ends up kind of uh, creating a, a a you know these kind of confusion. Mm-hmm. So. Well, but I've learned, too, though, that you got to do this. Before Mass starts, you've got to kick everybody. You know, you got to go into your office or throw everyone out of the sacristy and just meditate and get focused. Because, you know, if you don't do that, if you're just in all the craziness that goes on before Mass and then you just go out and celebrate Mass, mm-hmm. you're not focused. You're not nope, uh, recollected, you, you know, and then your brain is everywhere. And you're still thinking right. about, you know, uh, some, you know, the, the conversation that took place in the sacristy five minutes before Mass. Right. So you know fortunately I mean? for me, the uh, this is one of the benefits of the lockdown since the Archbishop has has asked us not to have any extracurricular people in the in the sacristy so during the week i'm the only one back there mm. and then uh for the sunday masses it's just me and one of the deacons mm-hmm. so it's much quieter and i've and i've thrown people out i've said listen you can't be in here and it's true that people want to come and they want to talk they, they're talking with each other it's just well it's, but that's uh, but that's chaotic. our hu- that's our human nature though right and oh, yeah. and and be, you know and, and it's true you know we are a an incarnational people we we you know right. it's and this is just how we are so to be told not to is hard so we have to adapt and then hopefully get a vaccine out and then uh, well it is out but uh, you know and then uh, I don't know we'll we'll see I don't know maybe our governments will find uh, another way to keep us uh, you know that's the thing right are they going to find other ways to keep us you know you know what I'm saying. You know, already, what you know they, what I'm trying to say? I sure do. I, they already said that we don't know if the, of, if the vaccine will prevent you from spreading it to somebody else. So this, is, this lockdown is going to continue. They want to continue this lockdown, I think, through the, the entire, all of next year. Um, that ain't going to work. <laughs> That's just not going to work. I don't know. And so, yeah, let's get vaccinated. I heard uh, Fauci or somebody say, okay, get vaccinated, but still, you still got to wear the mask and you still have to socially distant. Well, uh, you know. Yeah, I know. I don't know. We'll just, well, they're for greater minds than ours, right, Scott? That's right, Jimmy. For greater <laughs> minds than ours. Okay, so listen, um, anything else happening? No, not, you know, just all usual Christmas stuff. Yeah. Did you, uh, by the way, did you see the, the? oh, you were talking to me about general absolution, right? Mm-hmm. And how uh, the the church is going to permit that for, uh, you know, for like 
mm-hmm. this as long as this lockdown is lasting mm-hmm. to help people to mm-hmm. get to confession um because we can't do you know we can't have people all kinds of people in one in one building so it's all about getting as many people in a state of grace as possible but uh i think what a lot of people don't know is that that general absolution is okay but you still have to go to confession when when you can so it's not you know if people might be confused by that say oh good i'm out of get out of jail free card and when in fact they haven't you know confessed their sins so we really need to uh remind people that right. if you're if you're somewhere where that happens um okay fine but get to confession when you can now are you going to be hearing extra confessions um yes like individually well, well yes, I, individually, I, I yes. Am, but i'm doing them i kind of do them i'm semi outside right i can't do that because i have I have the hearing problems and out in any kind of yeah. noise just I just I can't hear. Well, can you do them inside and just separate, you know, yourself? I've got from a the... huge cry room. Okay. So, so you're safe. Yeah. And and I keep well, we have a, sh- a shield and I'll probably, you know, I've thought about putting up some plexiglass like like you see. I think you had I it have, in there, right? I have plexiglass, yep. So I, I got, think I I'll got do a, something I like that. I got a big old plexiglass barrier with a big sheet over it so I can't see them. <laughs> Well, they can't well, the see sheet. me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, I got it. Yeah, you know, um, because it's confession. Correct. Plus, they don't want to see me. Right. Uh, but in any case, so, um, yeah, so that way, you know, that it's kind of, we're like in the entryway with the doors wide open. So it's, it's you oh, know. Oh, I see. Right? So it's kind of outside, inside kind uh-huh. of thing. Plus, I got the heaters blasting, so it's it's plenty warm. Yeah, okay. And what they do is they just sit in their cars. They line up in their cars, and then they come out, and they go to confession, then the next car pulls up. Oh, okay. So it yeah, kind of works. A, you're not the only one that's doing that. There's a lot of people who are doing that. Yeah. So. And it works. I mean, it's not ideal, mm-hmm. but it works. Yeah. So, like I said, I have, I'm pretty fortunate. We have a pretty big building here, too. I can't imagine that you would get all that many people in the building all at once. Yeah, no. So usually when you have just mm-hmm. one-on-one confessions... You're the most you could probably have would probably have in line at one time is thirty. Yeah, and we could accommodate that easily. Mm-hmm. So and people, you know, continue to to be spaced apart properly and all that. Yeah. So, but the problem with me hearing them inside is our little confession box is this right. little tiny box. Right. I'm not sitting in there. No, I and I there's no vent. That. There's no ventilation whatsoever. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Just right. no way. Okay, so uh, listen, a couple of things that we uh, celebrated recently. Uh, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, for one, that was a big thing. Also, Our Lady of Guadalupe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I was just reflecting, you know, do you have any any reflection on those two feasts? I just want to point out something, a couple of things. First, let's start with Our Lady of Guadalupe, okay? You know, uh our lady brought her appearance brought about the conversion of the aztecs correct That's right. you know they offered human sacrifice blood sacrifice right right and then oh mel gibson had that film right uh apocalypto it's all about it so these blood sacrifices uh for the aztecs it was human sacrifice they up on top of the pillars or the pyramids you know they built these uh pyramids and then the sacrifices took place uh, all to offer blood sacrifice, young human males to the to their gods. Okay, so you know uh, the idea of the blood sacrifice. 
um, you know, the, the, the Jewish people, the Jews had blood sacrifice. They sacrificed animals. Correct. Right? To, to the Lord. Right? Correct. So, uh, you know, when Our Lady appeared, she brought all those people uh, into the faith of her son. And this church, guess what? We offer a blood sacrifice, don't we? Right. Jesus Christ on the cross. Well, it's the unbloody memorial, but it is, right. It is the, it's based on the sacrifice of the cross, right? The, the right. Christ offered himself. Right. As victim and priest. Correct. Uh, 2,000 years ago. And so when, they, when we, that is, celebrate Mass, okay, we are offering, representing... Uh, you know, and, and non-Catholic Christians will say, oh, look at those crazy Catholics re- thinking they're re-crucifying Christ. That's nonsense. Look, it's, what is the Mass but the representation of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ to the Father? What would Jesus say? It's a memorial, right? Right. Do this in memory of me. Right. And, but he empowered them to offer, to offer him, uh, to make an offering of Jesus to the Father through the right. Holy Spirit, and that every altar then becomes... Calvary. That's because, right. And it's it's a question of time. The you know the beauty of Our Lady when she's appearing to like Saint Bernadette and in Lourdes or to the children at Fatima, or to the to the children in in uh, uh, Rwanda. Um, that's an intense. I was talking about that. That's that an intense apparition, a- apparition. Is the real deal? I'm telling you right now that mm-hmm. with the message that Our Lady. Uh, of Cabello has people ought to pay attention, but um, well, Akita too, right? That's right. That's right. That's yeah. true. But getting back, you know, to what you're talking about, uh, that Our Lady enters in. She comes and she she uh, reveals herself to these children, and they all say the same thing. She is more beautiful than human words can describe. There is a beauty there that is beyond description. And she always points to her son. She always points back to Jesus. So, so when you're talking about you know human sacrifice and all these things, this, she's coming to to really uh, help. She's helped the Aztecs to see that um, that they were wrong. Well, and by, and and well, not just that, but she pointed she pointed the to them. Okay, she pointed she showed them the right mm-hmm. way, and that right way leads to her son. Correct. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's always that way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, whether it's the Immaculate Conception, again, she's perfection. She, she's absolute perfection. That's right. Okay. Um, and, um, oh, I was going to make a point. What was it? Um, oh, this, because what you said about how beautiful she is and how she points to her son. And interesting, when you, want, when you look at uh, iconography, of the Blessed Mother with Jesus, no matter like how old the icon is or, or new, uh, when you look at these icons, these artists know what to do because when you look at these icons, your eye is drawn always to the, to the Christ child. I mean, you look at the Blessed Mother later and you're wow and looking, you know, these icons are beautiful, but your eye is always drawn. That's right. To the person I, that she's holding in her arms. That's right. So like you say, the artists know what they're doing. They're, they're, Focusing your attention on mm-hmm. the real, uh, the most important part of, mm-hmm. of our faith. That's right. And, and you know, when we talk, when we speak often, you know, this has to do with Fatima, when we speak about the um, uh, triumph of her heart, well, what does that mean? You know, because, uh, again, non-Catholic Christians uh, seem to be offended by this. Well, what do you mean the triumph of her heart? Why is it always about the 
triumph of uh, the Virgin Mary, you know, uh, her reign. It's like, no, you don't understand. The triumph of her heart means that her son will reign in the hearts of all That's his exactly children. exactly right. It's all about love, right? Yeah, 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 right. So it's the, you know, the triumph of Our Lady's heart means that when that, the final, ha- when it finally mm-hmm. happens once for all, Jesus will reign, Jesus, Jesus, okay, not her, Jesus will reign in the hearts of all Our Lady's children. Amen. Amen. There you go. Okay. And that's his will, by the way. That's what our Lord wants. It's uh, not something yeah. that she just came up with, but it's something that he he desires for us to do, to honor his mother in this way and and to heed her words. This is the other thing of our Lady Cabejo. She you know and I'm sure, yeah, I know you're familiar with that, but um the children, the seers, would come out and one after another and they would relay these messages or they would people were allowed to hear one part of the conversation as they taught they spoke to our blessed mother and these things would go on for hours right but one day she she had the ch- one of the children look at the people and say you don't listen and she had him say repeat it numerous times and, and she said because you don't listen things are going to happen because you haven't heed you haven't uh done what i've asked you to do and, uh, of course, she predicted the Rwandan genocide, mm-hmm. the rivers of blood and the corpses mm-hmm. and so on, not to get too uh, uh, too graphic. But I think it's important that, when we again, when we're talking about the Blessed Mother, she has a message. And it was Our Lady of Guadalupe. In fact, if, if uh, I don't know, you, I know you read the... Um, uh, the what? reading for Our Lady of Guadalupe mm-hmm. from Juan Diego mm-hmm. or whatever the and, and she's she well says, he he didn't write it it's the uh, some somebody, bishop somebody relayed it yeah he's um, a bishop or somebody but she talks I won't I won't I can't find it now but she talks to him about I am the mother of life which which is a way of communicating to Juan Diego and the rest of the Aztecs is like I'm about life. I'm about living, you know, not about uh, human sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and getting back to you know our own our own country, I heard somebody say that the Aztecs don't have anything on us when it comes to abortion and things like that. Well, that's true. Um, and we have our own we have our own you know problem with human sacrifice. Well, and the thing of it is, it's all done behind closed doors and it's legal. So right. who says boo about it? Right. And, I know. and even if you do, they just they if they can ignore you, they do. I mean, we just don't the we just don't know the full extent of it, and that's a well. We we know the numbers, yeah. But you yeah. know, well, when we think about the Aztecs and and other, you know, not just the Aztecs, but others, you know, sacrificing humans, we oh, you know, can you believe it that yeah, they used to do, do that? that? We would never do that. Oh, it's <laughs> happening down the street, honey, as you speak. Right. 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 True. Down at Planned Parenthood. Right. So. All right. But um, so um, another thing you mentioned about the Blessed Mother being perfect. OK, so we celebrated the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Um, and uh, I know I've, I've mentioned this on previous podcasts, but let's just review, shall we? OK, the Immaculate Conception is a necessity of of our faith, of, of salvation. OK, Um 
And and let me just start with this, because it's also uh, something you you reminded me of uh, just a second ago, that how it is. Look, you know what? Mary, we the church didn't make Mary what she is. Mary didn't make Mary what she is. God made Mary what she is. Okay, She was in his plan from the very beginning. Okay, so it is God who made her what she what she is. To this day, what she is, okay? It was God who called her to be, uh, even before she was conceived, called her to be the mother or the vessel through which salvation came to humanity. All right? And yeah, okay, so she was, because look, if Jesus offered himself, and as priest he offered, he's the one who did the offering as a priest, but as victim, he was the sacrificial victim, and in order to reverse the sin of Eve and Adam, uh, the Lord was going to have to present himself as that unblemished lamb, that perfect sacrifice. Okay, well, all right, in his divine nature, he is perfect. But in his human nature, in order that his, he had to present his, himself in his humanity, a perfect humanity. Okay, now if Mary is not immaculately conceived, all right, if she's a sinner, then she passes because she received or Jesus receives his humanity exclusively from her. So he would receive the stain of sin would be passed down to him. And if that's the case, then how can he present himself uh, in his humanity as the perfect sacrifice? Doesn't work. So then explain how it is that she can be immaculately conceived or how that what that means for us and how we explain it. Well, okay. So look, in order for Jesus to be perfect, not only in his divinity, but in his humanity, the Lord would have to prevent that flow of sin from flowing to him. Okay. Now, uh, you know, certain persons protest and say, well, no, the immaculate conception took place when Jesus was conceived. Okay. That means that Jesus had to save himself. Okay, Jesus is the Savior. He's not the Savee. He had to save himself. So how did he save Mary before he was born? Because he's eternal. Oh, that's right. He preexisted, right? Right. So, okay, so so when Mary was conceived, then Jesus, it was Jesus who did this, okay? The Holy Spirit, an act of God that prevented the stain uh, or flow of, of sin from Mary's parents to Mary. Okay, so that when Jesus was conceived, he would not only be perfect in his divine nature, but also in his human nature. Right. It all makes sense. Yeah. Okay. It just took a long time to to articulate that, to figure it out. Who? Me? The church. Oh, no, the, church. the church. No, 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 not you. I, would, I, I, I liked what you said. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it, 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 it took, and then guys like St. Thomas Aquinas, I guess, had a little problem with it. But. Because they didn't understand, they didn't understand the biology of, uh, you know, pre, or, uh, conception. Their, yeah. their idea of how, what happens when a woman becomes pregnant was pretty primitive. Yeah. So they, they just didn't, mm-hmm. that, that was part of the problem. Yeah, so, but, you know, obviously people at his time did believe this. I, I think this belief goes back to the earliest days of Duns the church. Duns Scotus, I think, uh, lived, what, in the 12th century as well? Mm-hmm. I think he was a contemporary of some, or close to a contemporary of St. Thomas. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a Franciscan, though. <laughs> yeah, and? What are you <laughs> well, saying? Thomas Thomas was a Dominican. Yeah. They had their, they had their 
ways of of approaching theology and thing and dogma, mm-hmm. right? So. But no, but this is not. I mean, it's not. You know, we we get accused of inventing this. You know this 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 dogma of the immaculate conception. It's like invented. It's not true. Well, it was a belief of the early church. Correct, and and remember too that um, obviously that was that was what people believed. I mean, the, the church has always taught. Um, that Mary's a perpetually virgin before, during, and after the birth of Christ. Also, the Church early on, very early on, celebrated the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary bodily into heaven, mm-hmm. her bodily Assumption. Right. So, so then that means that her physically she had to be uh, incorrupt, right? Mm-hmm. Without any any stain mm-hmm. or or uh, right, right, right. But and you know when uh, Luke Luke is the one who accounts for this. Uh, Elizabeth, the cousin. Oh yeah, she she announced it Correct. back then. Hail, right. full of grace. Yeah. If you're full of grace, you're not. There's well, no why sin. that the mother of my Lord should come to me. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. So, mother of God and full of grace. Hello. Yep. You know, if your cup is full of coffee, then there's no room to put soda in it because it's full of coffee. I can't put soda in. There's no room. It's full of coffee. <laughs> it's unlike Captain or cream. Kirk. I sounded like Captain Kirk there. Full of coffee. (laughs) All right. So um, that's cool. Hey, uh, you know, we do do cigar reviews on this particular podcast. But uh, I got to tell you, man, I've just been smoking Padrones. I went, by the way, I went to buy some Padrones over there at, uh, and they were out at, um, you know, the store. So they were out. So I said to the guy, uh, you're out of Pendrones. He's like, should have been here 20 minutes ago because this guy just came in, took the last two boxes, and out he went. <laughs> Man. That's, that's um, well. That's what? <laughs> it, that's a lot of money to spend. On two boxes? Two boxes. That's like 500 bucks. Uh, or more. No, nah, let's see. Okay, you're right. That's so 240. So what's, uh, you no, know, about 500 bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can buy a box of seven thousands for two hundred and forty bucks. Oh, that's that actually is very good. You don't buy boxes? No, not always. Well, you buy them online, right? Yes, I do. Have you smoked anything good lately? Um, I I uh, smoked. Uh, well, you know, we both gave it up, right? So um, for a <laughs> well, while, <laughs> till the election. <laughs> for the election, you had to make a uh, sacrifice. <laughs> So and I think that night I smoked a box. <laughs> <laughs> um, I too, you know, pretty much on the padrones and uh, my father. I like those, uh, but I. But it was nice to smoke a diesel again, yeah. diesel shorty. Yeah. So, but no new cigars you've never smoked before that uh, you like. Nope. Man, nope. what kind of cigar review is this? Anyway, well, yeah, you know, we're, we're not exactly cigar aficionados, I suppose. Well, we and, do smoke a lot. We should be. The many we smoke. Well, you know, the other day, by the way, I I, um, I got done smoking. I so I I I I, um, I had a steak. So I'm, I'm eating the steak. And I'm like, I can't taste this thing. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, and then it hit me. You, you, dude, you just smoked like you, that was your third cigar of the day. <laughs> of course, you can't taste the steak. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was, it was amazing how, how much better things tasted <laughs> when we weren't smoking. 
<laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, wow. but at least when you tell people you've lost your taste, it's just because of the cigar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, ho- well, let's hope it stays that way. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're eating something. When you quit and then you're eating something, you're like, oh, these are what these taste like. <laughs> that's what an M&M tastes like. Hmm, that's interesting. Very cool. All right, that was the lamest cigar review I've ever heard. All right, so should we look at the... What? I'll promise you what I'll do. What? I'll go find something Yeah. that looks interesting, and I'll smoke it, and then yeah. I'll review it for you. And then I'll, I'll do the same. Okay. Right. But, you know, I'm blaming the coronavirus and the lockdown. I can't, you know, you can't just go out shopping. No, it's, it isn't. It isn't easy. You can't just, yeah, go out shopping. So, um, okay, cool. Um, all right. So anything else happening, man, that we can babble about? Is that it? You're kind of, you're kind of lame in your babble. You're kind of a lame babbler. You're a babbler. Well, you kind of do most of that. Well, I'm good at babbling. <laughs> Welcome to the Babylon. I hate to Babylon. <laughs> it's like your college professor that drones on and on. You call it the Babylonian captivity, Babylon. Yeah. Remember uh, Father Olchek in seminary? Oh, yeah. I do used to remember three o'clock. You have class at three o'clock. Now, are you really like, and it's an hour and a half long class. At three in the afternoon, are you kidding? I mean, who... You really? You just want to have a nap. And then, God bless him, I loved him. He's a great teacher. But he would just, remember he would teach, he would stand and stare out the window the entire time teaching. <laughs> so if you had a nap, he wouldn't even know. <laughs> Maybe that's why he did it. No, he was great. I loved him. He was a great guy. He was, they, We had great instructors there. We sure Good did, people. Boy. We did. We really did. We just had, that was a great seminary, I thought. I, I think I agree. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's not the same anymore because now it's a kind of a seminary for people uh, who with English as a second language. Yeah. It's kind of like a Vietnamese seminary mm-hmm. now. Yeah. A lot of students from Vietnam, which is interesting because it's a communist country and yet they're sending, look, they're, the the government, the, the, the communist government there, they're building Catholic schools. Right. Because they, wanna, they want uh, their people to be educated. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. That, isn't that something? Yeah. All right. I'm looking for the gospel from this past weekend. Um, and I'm getting to it. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> what was that? The 13th? Yes, sir. Yeah. St. Lucy? Was it? Yeah. St. Lucy. Uh, the patron saint of eyes. That's right. They always show her with her eyes in her hand because they gouged her eyes out. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Yeah. <laughs> but if you're having eye issues, seriously. That's right. Pray seriously. If you have, yeah, pray to St. Lucy. Like if you have a uh, macular degeneration or something. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, detach retina. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Check, you know, or pray to her for her intercession. Okay. Uh, third Sunday of the season of Advent, which is joyful Sunday, Gaudete. Mm-hmm. And they call it that because, you know, joy and then you wear the pink color or whatever. Uh, it's symbolic of joy that the, you know, the, the celebration of the Lord's birth is so near. That's why we do that. Okay. You ready? Uh, from John 1, 6 through 8, and also 19 through 28. Ready? A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, Who are you? He admitted and did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. 
So they asked him, what are you then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, no. So they said to him, who are you? So we can give an answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say for yourself? And he said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert. Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Now some Pharisees were also sent, and they asked him, Why then do you baptize if you were not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. Okay, any uh, thoughts on that? Well, yeah, that that uh, that if you're not, you know, if you pay attention to the reading or pay attention to what's being said, it it's, sounds to me like John is being is in a, basically being questioned or interrogated mm-hmm. by the authorities, mm-hmm. uh, and he's he's telling them that he is not the Christ, mm-hmm. uh, but that the the that the Christ is in their midst and and they don't they don't recognize him they don't see him and i think that that's what the church's role is right to witness to christ because the world can't see him they don't they don't recognize him and that's one of the that's one of the great uh difficulties or the the world is is terribly lost i love the the uh reading from isaiah for christmas for midnight mass, the people who live in darkness mm-hmm. have seen a great light. Well, the light is Christ, and and that's what that's really what John the Baptist is getting at. I, you know, that he wants them to to stop focusing on him and start to look for the real Messiah, because that's obviously what they were trying to get at. Hmm. I just wanted to point out something too. Um... And, um, okay, so just based on what you said, the world didn't recognize him. But did you catch the reading today from Luke for today's Mass? Today is what, Wednesday? Mm -hmm. We're recording this on Wednesday. Right. uh, The 16th. Okay. But the tail end of the Gospel from Luke, it's Luke 7, 18 through 23. Uh, So, um, because, you know, in this particular text... uh, John sent then people, his people, to Jesus to say, are you the one? Are you the one, yeah. So Jesus says, go tell John what you see, okay? Go tell them what you witnessed, what you've witnessed. You know, the dead being brought to life, the blind being able to see, uh, you know, the sick healing, okay? Uh, The deaf hearing, and I love this. And he, uh, at the end of this says, Blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. Right. All right. So look, if uh, blessed is the one who takes no offense at Jesus. So not only does this world not know him, much of the world is offended by him. Right. That's right. That's why we have to have a, a an alternative morality, a a, a, a different kind of uh, law other than the Ten Commandments, because mm-hmm. because the world uh, does not. Well, it doesn't recognize, but also is offended by him. Right. And if if blessed are those who are not offended by him, then a curse must be those who are offended by him. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, and it's right. You're right about this. It's, you know, this, uh, you know, this idea that, uh, okay, and it's true. If we don't have, if we don't follow God's law, we still have to follow, we have to follow law. 
There has to be law and order. There has to be order so that there's not chaos. But if we're not following the law of God, then whose law? Is it the government's? And look how, look how, you know, they talk about how the church is intolerant. But is there any group more intolerant than all of these people who are so offended by Christ? Mm-hmm. These are people who demand conformity. They, they, they will refuse to allow people to think differently than what right. they think. So if you, if, you talk, if you talk about things like um, sexual immorality of any kind, I mean, name abortion, it, trans, abortion then you're transgressing their law. Their law. And they, and they will make you pay. Which is contrary, it slaps the law of God in the face. Right. Right? Right, absolutely. Right. And it's funny because they, you're right about this, they, 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 they teach tolerance. Okay, and, and I get that, you know, yeah, let's, you know, we have to tolerate, we have to, we have to love all of that. But it's funny how they are intolerant of the intolerant. So right. who they perceive as intolerant, they are not tolerant of, which right. makes them intolerant. So they have to hate themselves. <laughs> well, it's true. They do. Quite often they're terribly confused and conflicted mm-hmm. because because they reject God's law and they pay the penalty in their own bodies. But see, this is all the result. Look, what happens when you have relativism run amok? Well, that's a, that that's the end result of all of that. Right. And so you have this group who believes one thing. This other group who believes another thing, mm-hmm. and now there's conflict. And see, this other group will not live according to this other group's ways, and so there's conflict, right. which then leads to, you know, yeah. war. Have you have you seen the Scott Hahn's latest book? It is truly right and just. No, or right and just. Yeah, it's, I'm uh, surprised. It's, I haven't. I'll get it. I'll get it. I've read all. Very his good. Other stuff. And it's uh, he written it. He it's he's not the only one who wrote it. It was somebody else too, but. Uh, he talks about the virtue of religion and, and that we owe God worship by virtue of justice. It is not just an obligation, but an but a obligation of justice on our part to worship God and recognize him as a source of life. And that means uh, following the commandments, living by his law, mm-hmm. and, and recognizing um, that he is the only God. That was... Part of the uh, reading this morning, too, right, from Isaiah. Mm-hmm. What did, how many times did he say it? Three or four times? I am the God, there is no well, I am God, there is no, no other. other God, right? I think three times, he re- three or four times yeah. repeated it. Right, so. I am God, there is no other. Okay, so if, if, if I don't recognize my God, then who am I going to, because I, you know, then I, I have become, this. Well, either I become God. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. Or my government, my government will take care of me. And I'm entitled to be taken care of. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Uh, right. So, you know, and, you know, what comes to mind, of course, are communist, you know, which Our Lady, by the way, has already revealed to us is of evil, evil thing, right? Evil scheme, she said, coming out of Russia. All right. But that's beside the point. Okay? So it's either my government or maybe it's somebody, maybe my family. Maybe I'm a 40-year-old guy who's still living at home and, you know, I'm I'm still under, you know, the authority of my parents. Or... Uh, worse yet, I become my own authority. And if I'm my own authority, if I'm, if I look, if I worship myself, then I'm angry because you are getting in my way of me doing what I want and me becoming what I want. So I'm always conflicted because all these people around me become a living hell for me. Right? That's exactly right. You just described hell. Yeah. 
That because it's total rebellion. That's right. That's a good point. Against right? truth and yeah, that that just you're right. That describes so. how. But going back to the you know the gospel from this past Sunday in baptism. Okay, so listen. Uh, here's the deal. So G or John baptized. Okay, and there was an old covenant ritual baptism whereby people or adults who became who like say from pagan religions became Jewish. Okay, they were symbolically called a mitzvah. Yeah, they were they were symbolically baptized. Correct. By the way, they had to confess their sins at the same time. But they were and it was this ritual. So it only washed the body. So the baptism of John or or, yeah, was just symbolic. Jesus was baptized by John, and that's when Jesus sanctified the waters, turning it into a sacrament. So it doesn't well, it washes the body too, or the head, whatever, but it cleanses now the soul. It's a it's a uh, what a, um, a physical action that gives grace. Yeah, and when Jesus was baptized, what happened? John saw, John witnessed this, the descent mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. Right. And where the Holy Spirit shows up, there's the, whatever is happening is given power to, right? Right. And I think that was, was one of the signs that John was given, right? That if when you, whomever you see the Holy Spirit descend upon, that's, that's the one. Well, yeah. And then, too, like when Jesus gave the disciples the power to forgive sin or the apostles, the power to forgive sins, what happened? He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So when you see the Holy Spirit appear, there's something give something's being given power. to. That's, that's right. And so it's the waters of baptism. OK, being transformed so that now it just not just the symbolic washing of the body, but it's the washing of the soul. OK, so that now with the clean soul, then. That allows for the free flow of grace to enter into that soul. Right. Okay, so that's why baptism, you know, again, some Christians just want to write it off. Oh, it's symbolic and it's, you know, it's just something you do. It's symbolic. You know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, having a quinceanera or something. I, get them on. It's a sacrament. It's, you know, it's efficacious. There's something happening big time and, and spiritual. Okay, it's the cleansing of the soul. Okay. And uh, going back to John, you know, who said, um, you know, I am not the Christ. Notice how John, you know, how he humbled himself and wouldn't even say that he's a prophet. Remember that? That's right. Are you a prophet? He's like, I am not. I am not. That's how humble this guy was. Right. That's and that I think that's um, part of the lesson of last Sunday's. Again, anybody, anyone who's responsible for bringing Christ to the people or bringing, making Christ present, and that that includes bishops and priests, you need to learn how to get out of the way sometimes. Mm-hmm. And once once people have discovered Christ, allow Christ to work in that person's life and, and don't get caught up in ego, uh, you know, trying to, you know, trying to get all, suck all the oxygen out of the air and gather all the attention, uh, which can happen because, you know, we're human beings and Mm-hmm. You know, the people really love me. They think I'm the greatest thing since sliced toast, right? Mm-hmm. And- well, see, hence the, hence the, this is, this is the problem though, as I see it anyway, with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the, the chief priests, the elders of the people, look, they were the celebrities of their time. They That's really right. were. They, they were, were the, important people. They were the celebrities of their time, right? Right. They so here's the this, experts. here's this kook, <laughs> here's this kook, okay, living out in the wilderness at the, ba- on the banks of the river. Okay, and he's eating tree bark. And dressed in animal skins. And, and Lord knows what. And the guy hasn't washed his hair in umpteen dozen years. His teeth are rotten and falling out, and his breath stinks. And he needs a bath. 
even though he spends a lot of time in the water. Well, that's a good question. Did he need a bath because he spent so much time in the water? No, I don't know. You I know? mean, obviously there was a lot of, like you say, it was a very austere. But they didn't have soap. Did they have soap then? I don't know. But they, they didn't have... Uh, lava stone. <laughs> lava stone, yeah. Well, it's kind of like lava soap. You know that lava soap? You know when you use oh, yeah. that lava soap? Yeah. You know, if you use too much of that, it'll peel your skin right. Well, heck yeah. It's all it's sandpaper. <laughs> <laughs> but it does a good job. Yes, it does. Don't wash your car with it, though, because you want to have a paint job. <laughs> take your car to Earl Scheib's that afternoon. What happened? I washed my car with lava soap. <laughs> oh, that explains it. <laughs> Earl Scheib's, you know, they'll wa- they'll paint any car for, nine, what was it, $99 or something like that? Ninety nine ninety nine or something like that. Yeah. Right? And then, the, and you know, then, the, the, when they use the roller on it, it just, just shows. <laughs> I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> a, a long time ago, right? So um, I was watching. You remember those, uh, these, uh, those old celebrity roasts with Dean Martin? Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and, and so they had Bob Hope on, right? And, you know, his, his, his humor was so can, cammy, you know, it was like the, but, um, you know, so he's, um, he's, he's up there talking. He's do it's his part. And he, he says, uh, "Oh, did you notice? Uh, did you notice uh, Lucille Ball was here late? Yeah, she she had a late appointment over at Earl Shibes." <laughs> oh, Earl Shibes, I'll paint any car for ninety nine ninety nine. Where was I going with this? Where were, where? I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, so the celebrities of their time, right? Okay, These yeah. <laughs> Oh, so here's this dude, and he's and he's got he's, the people are flocking to him to be baptized. Oh, it's true jealousy. So right? yeah, they're like, what you know, what is this? What? Yeah. And he had these disciples, and then you know, of course, then Jesus shows up, and you know, these people they were so full of of pride and self importance that they could not recognize the Messiah when he appeared. Okay, they were so filled. Look. If you're going to recognize the Messiah in your life, you have to be humble. Because if you're That's puffed right. up with pride and arrogance, you're not going to see You know, it. another example of that that Fulton J. Sheen gave, which is beautiful, and I, I know you haven't been to the Holy Land, but I but I have numerous times, and, and I've celebrated Mass in Bethlehem. Him, right? Not Ham, Him. Ham. Um, but uh, the cave where, or the... I guess the manger. Well, what did Beth, Bethel means? What Beth? Bethel means bread. What? Bread. So ham would be a ham sandwich. How can anybody take us seriously? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't let that one I go. But it fell out of my chair. <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry. So anyway. Bethlehem. Fulton, Fulton J. Sheen. Right. Um, the place where Jesus was born, or they say where he was born in Bethlehem, is like a cave. <coughs> but you have to lower your, you have to duck down to go inside. And it signifies is that you have to you have to uh, bow down in order to uh, uh, find Jesus, which is what the wise men had to do, right? So that that uh, speaks about humility. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you what else too. You know what? Think about this. Think about the appearances of our Blessed Mother. Okay, to 
uh, okay, let's start. Let's go back to, to Guadalupe, right? Two, yeah. did she appear to the bishop? No. Did she appear to the banker? No. Or the general of the armed forces? No. To Juan Diego, a peasant, like this 51, very humble, mm-hmm. right? Not very well educated, just a simple guy. But he was, on his way, he was on his way to church. On his way to church. Okay, so uh, to St. Bernadette, very simple. Yeah. Okay, very humble. In fact, remember in the movie, the, the nun asked her, <coughs> why, did, why didn't she appear to you instead of to me? She says because, or why'd she appear to you? She said because she couldn't find anybody stu- more du- dumber than dumber me. Dumber than me, right? right? The children um, of Fatima. Even, even at uh, Cabejo, it's the same thing. Yeah. She appeared to these girls who are like, who are you? Mm-hmm. Right, um, just so, simple, simple people mm-hmm. that are humble. Right, and and our Lord said that He said you must have you must have what did He say the faith of a little child. Right, the humility of a child. Right, right. And as you get older, you can become kind of, <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm working on my humility. <laughs> I'm got a long way to go, but. No, but seriously, you know, I, I pray that, Lord, you know, just make me humble, make me little. Don't, don't let me get all puffed up with pride because, you know, I mean, come on. What am I, you know? Anyway, so um, anything else to add to this? That's it? You're shaking your head? Nothing? No. No? I think we pre- we discussed it pretty well. I mean, Gaudete Sunday, rejoice, you yeah. know? Rejoice. Why? Because the Lord is near. He's he is here. Well, I want to. OK, so we we still have like five minutes. OK, okay. I want to point. So I, I might preach on this, this this for Christmas. OK, OK, because, you know, uh, think about, OK, so you just mentioned joy and it's the most wonderful time of the year. And when we think of Christmas, you know, nothing but your twinkly lights and family get togethers. Well, maybe not this year, but previous uh, hopefully next year. But, you know, uh, it's just joyful. Right. But when you think about the the, the account of the birth of Jesus, OK, sure, you know, salvation was born. But the whole story is from get go is just sh- shrouded in, in darkness. I mean, you know, OK, so Our Lady, uh, an angel, an archangel appears to a teenage girl. OK, and then, uh, you know, uh, says you're going to give birth. Well, what's going through her head? Holy smokes. Uh, I've never touched. No man has ever touched me. How can this be? And then two, what are people going to say when when they find out I'm pregnant and I'm not married and, and I'm a virgin, you know? So, but she said yes to the plan. Okay, then the birth of Jesus, you know, we are told it was cold probably. They, they had to give birth to the kid. You know, the kid was born in a place suitable for animals. Then soon after that, okay, here comes these travelers from the east and they go to Herod. Now Herod knows about the child. So what does he do? He, he freaks out. He might lose his power. So he, he sends out troops to find the child. Okay. To kill it, to kill it. Okay. This is all, you know, the joyful Christmas season. Well, Herod wanted to kill the child. So Joseph had to then get his family and flee to Egypt and, you know, we don't know because it's not written, but I'm sure there were other dangers they faced while on their way to and while in Egypt and then on their way back, you know. Uh, so the whole thing, I mean, there was but no matter what the devil threw at this child and the family, God's plan was realized. OK, so here we're about to celebrate Christmas. It's a joyful season. 
And, um, you know, but yet, okay, we're doing this in the midst of a pandemic and uh, our political divide. And we got this new guy coming into office and, you know, Lord knows what the future brings. You know, Uh, we don't know. We have no idea. Right. So, uh, you know, but guess what? You know what? The Lord's plan will be realized. It's going to be realized. Absolutely. Salvation was the devil threw everything at that family and that child. It didn't work. He failed and salvation came to us. Okay, so here we are. It's we're surrounded by. But look, God's plan is going to be realized no matter what, no matter what the devil's throwing at us. That's right. That's right. So be joyful. That's right. Rejoice because we are on the winning side. Hopefully. That's right. <laughs> what do you mean? Hopefully? If we're with Christ. Yeah, that's what I mean. Not, okay. Not, that's what you mean. not yeah. to question whether Christ is one or not, but whether we're because he's already him. he's our look. The head of the serpent has already been crushed. That's right. It's being crushed and it will be crushed. Yeah. Right? So he's thrashing about yeah. uh, in his death in his death throes. Okay. So everything going on, it's all part of God's plan. It's all it's all part of the script. I mean, you know, it's just uh, you know, it's all. It's all just leading up to the to that day when uh, our Lord re- returns in glory and then comes the resurrection of the dead. Right. So, you know, let's just go. Look, our job is to remain faithful. OK, not live in fear, not freak out, but just remain faithful. That's right. That's, I, it. I, that, that's a good point. Why? Why be filled with anxiety about what might happen? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Do, do what you're supposed to do and then. That's a that's not COVID. That's from <coughs> laughing so hard. <laughs> oh my gosh! I thought I was gonna die. Ever laugh so hard that you can't get your breath? Oh yeah. God, that's you think you're gonna you start die. joking because you <laughs> you can't get your breath. You're like, oh my gosh! Call the paramedics. All right, buddy. Hey, uh, so thanks for being on this podcast. Hey, it was good to be back. I was. Yeah. It's been like I said. It's been a long time. Yeah. So hopefully, we can do this more often. Yeah. Let's let's do. Let's make it a permanent thing. We're exactly at a minute. This podcast has never been exactly at a minute. Really? Yeah, never. Well, well, now it's like a minute, eight seconds, nine, ten, <laughs> eleven. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, for the mass schedule and everything, sjvnm dot org. Or if you live in Los Lunas, what is your uh, what is your information, Jimmy? Uh, James, San, Father Marshall, San Clemente Parish dot yeah. org. Dot org. Right. Cool, man. So uh, next. Uh, oh, not next week. No podcast because of, uh, you know, it's Christmas and we're too busy, too busy. <laughs> but after that, we'll get back on track. OK. All right. Say goodbye, Father Marshall. God bless you all and have a wonderful Christmas. Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code REDBOX at checkout for 20% off at CatholicSingles.com. 